Hey, I just wanted to chat about the importance of creating content and kind of the hierarchy of it all so that you can kind of understand what content you need to prioritize when things are a little more crowded in your week and maybe you can't fit everything in instead of of just like really dwelling on the fact that, okay, I need to do all of my social media content. I need to make the blog. I need to do a podcast like just all of the different content we need to put out there in the world and then just becoming overwhelmed and shutting down, what are the few pieces that I can really put into place that are going to benefit me not only right now, but in the long run, and then also make creating the rest of my content that much easier. Um, and so I, I just wanted to really take the time to do this, this episode to really address that because I see... I feel it with myself. I mean, I am definitely guilty of this and have definitely done this exact same thing where rather than just breaking it down and prioritizing, I become overwhelmed and I shut down. And I also see this time and time again with so many of my clients. Um, so I know that this is not a unique thing to just like certain individuals. This is a really common denominator across the board. But the thing is, is that the people who really can prioritize and really do stick to a commitment of making sure that those top pieces of content are completed are the ones that are successful. I see it time and time again with my clients and then also people just across the internet. And that is a really hard thing to grasp because sometimes while you're in the middle of creating content, while you're on Canva making your posts for the week, or you're <laughs> sitting in front of your camera talking to it for real, or you're taking the time, I mean, hours and hours out of your time to write a blog or record a podcast, during that moment in time, you can really feel like you're wasting your time and that you should be doing other things like doing things that are going to make you money right here and in the right now. But we have to understand that this content creation is really a long game strategy. And we want to play this game in a way that is setting us up for that long game, planning little evergreen trees around the place and making sure that what we're doing now is going to benefit us in the future. And I just really wanted to say that because I feel like a lot of the time when we see people talking about the importance of creating content, they never address the facts that in the moment it can feel so so monotonous and like you're wasting your time. So just know that you are not alone in that feeling, in any of these feelings. This is so common. It's so hard to really, you know, take your time out of your day and do these things. But I'm going to show you guys the system um, that I've been using and that I've been recommending for my clients that really is making such a big difference. Um, you can see more of that end picture, like the big picture kind of view here rather than just thinking about just simple pieces of content here and there that don't really make sense. They're kind of scattered. They they don't really give you an end goal. And all of this should have an end goal. That should be very clear. And we should know exactly why we're creating each piece of content. So let's go ahead and dive into all of this. Okay, so let's break down what we're going to cover. So when I'm talking about this hierarchy of content, what I really want you to do is envision a triangle in your mind and then take this triangle and split it into three sections. So at the top of our triangle, you'll see this is obviously our smallest section, but it is also our most important. 
And this is where our top priority content is going to come in. This is really going to be our non-negotiable, non-negotiable, like must complete each week kind of content. And it's really going to take up the least amount of space in the content bucket, but it's also going to be higher production content. And it can also tend to seem a little bit more intimidating, but like, just bear with me because if you do this right, it's going to lay the foundation for success, like not only in content creation, but also in your business as a whole. And this is because this top tier is going to, it's going to not only help you to create the other pieces of your content that much easier because of things such as like repurposing and piggybacking off of this main topic that we're talking about each week. But these things, as I mentioned, are going to live on forever. They're going to be where you see so much payoff down the road of really being able to generate new clients, new leads, new people opting onto your email list and selling your offers. So as hard as it is to really dedicate yourself to this one piece of content and saying like, hey, I'm going to show up for this every week, no matter what, like just do it. I promise that in the long in the long game, like it is a long game. And like, as I mentioned in the beginning, it might feel like a waste of time, but it really isn't. It's going to pay off for you in the long run. So now let's go down to the second tier in the triangle. So the second tier is going to be our middle of the road kind of content. Like it is important. We do need to create it, but it's not going to be that non-negotiable top of the tier triangle. So this is really stuff that is repurposed from what we're talking about in our blog or podcast, YouTube videos, all those things. And then at the bottom of the triangle, this is going to be our least important content. It can kind of be off topic, um, but it really makes up the majority of the content bucket. Um, and we'll dive more into what each of these mean. Okay, so let's talk about this top of the tier, top tier of the triangle. So this is going to be like... Yes, it's the most important, but what does it mean? What format does it need to live in? These are going to be things such as um, blogs, podcasts, YouTube videos. I'm sorry if I triggered anybody. I know that this is like a lot and it can feel really overwhelming, but but please try to not let it be overwhelming because I know you already have so much on your plate as an entrepreneur. You're taking on clients. You're doing all the back end pieces of your website or of your business, you know, things like your website and your email marketing and, and, you know, running bills and taking care of taxes. Like it's a lot. And then to, for someone to tell you that you need to take on a blog or a podcast on top of it, like that, that's even more. But the important part that we need to remember is we need to keep the wheel rolling as an entrepreneur. Yes, even if you have clients right now, you need to continue to make sure that you have clients for the future and that you're selling your offers in the future. Um, and this is where these something like a blog or a podcast can really come into play because it is a long game strategy and it is going to keep that flow of clients for the long haul. And you'll see it paying off even, you know, years down the road. So when I mention all the different formats it can take, let's just, yes, it can be in a blog, a podcast, a YouTube video, but let's just take it a step back. I want you to number one, focus on the blog. Don't get overwhelmed thinking that you need to take all these different pieces on. What you really need to focus on right now is the blog, because this is going to be 
the foundation of it all. And if you add on a podcast or YouTube video, it's really just going to build on that blog. You're writing it all out right here and then everything else goes from there. And the the beautiful thing about a blog is because it's really going to add to the SEO of your website. So you're going to continue like generating that traffic to flow to your website. And that's one of the reasons why I so strongly recommend the blog. Blog is really the king of content. And I'll say that again and again, but it's so true and we really need to stick with that. Um, okay. So, as, so these are like our high prioritized, you know, ha- um, high production pieces of content and the, the cornerstone, the, I can't talk, the cornerstone of your content strategy. And they're designed to provide value to your audience for an extended period of time. So while these can require significant investment of time and resources, they're really going to have an enormous payoff in the long run. Um, and, and like I said, like, it's just going to keep helping pull people in. So they can also help make the rest of the content creation so much easier because these pieces of content, they're going to be your main pillars, right? These are like the main topics we have to come up with, but then the other two tiers of our triangle, they can like totally just piggyback off of this one main piece of content. So it makes all of that so much easier. And once you get into the routine of this, and I'm going to tell you how you choose these different um, topics for this for this top tier. So that will make it easier as well. But it's all just like really trying to get into the groove of that. And once you have it down, it can make it so much easier. And then I'll also get into it in the middle and the bottom tier. But if you really hone in on that top tier, eventually what you can do is you can make that top tier every week and then hire out for the rest of it because you already have this main like template of what you're talking about and the points you're covering. And then what people can do is they can come in and just like pick out bits and pieces and create newsletters or social media posts or whatever it is in those other tiers. So so that's what I have to say about that. Let's like dive into, okay, so now that you know the format that it's in, yes, it's in this blog format or it's being hosted on this podcast platform. Okay, but now how do I come up with the actual topics that I'm going to talk about? Okay, so when it comes to choosing the topics that you need to talk about in these in this top tier of your content hierarchy, this is how I would recommend that you come up with that strategy. Um, there's a lot of talk out there about like content pillars and what exactly that looks like, and I think a lot of people are confused and don't actually know what it means. But what I would recommend is that Along, you need to come up with at least six content pillars that are really going to address the chief concerns that would really hold someone back from buying from you. So what are their concerns or their limiting beliefs relating to your services or your offers? And when we address these, and it doesn't have to be like head on direct, like, hey, I know this is what you are thinking and this is how I'm going to break it apart. You can do it in a little bit more of a creative and roundabout way, but this is really going to help to knock down those walls that would keep your ideal client from working with you or buying with you. So this can be a little bit of a difficult process for some. Some people have a really easy time just like understanding what is going through the mind of their ideal client, maybe because they're really good at putting themselves in other people's shoes or because they've worked with a lot of these people. And then for others, it's a little bit more difficult. So what I want you to do is I really want you to try and get inside of your ideal client's head 
And like, if you spent a day in their shoes and you could really understand like thought processes that were going on, what, like, just consider these questions. Okay. So the first one is what are the common reasons your ideal client, or if you're putting yourself in their shoes, what are the common reasons that you would give for not needing your services? So for example, if you offer a fitness program, um, someone might say that they don't have enough time for exercise, like daily exercise. So how can you kind of bust that belief system apart? Like, okay, so why don't you offer, um, like you could do a blog on how to sneak five minutes of exercise into your daily routine. Like, um, um, you know, really helping to give that, like busting that myth, like how to get a full body workout in five minutes and then giving that workout to them for free that really shows that, hey, like actually I can do this thing that I thought I didn't have time for. Okay, so what myths or misconceptions has your ideal client bought into that may be holding them back from considering your offer? So for instance, some people may believe that lifting weights is going to make them bulky instead of thin and lean. So how do you break that misconception apart for them to help them to understand that, hey, like lifting weights isn't going to make you jacked. It's simply just going to help, you know, build a little muscle and help boost your metabolism and all things that are adding to like this ideal body composition that you're really looking for. Um, And it's important to remember that just because like someone believes this, it doesn't mean it's true. Like you're here to give them the truth and help them to understand that what they've been believed or bought into or been told is not accurate, right? Like I had to do this so much when I was taking nutrition clients around hey, like we really need to add in some more fat into your diet and then being very scared of saturated fat or salts or whatever that might look like. Okay, so what have they tried in the past that has not worked them for them? Like, so for example, if you're offering a weight loss program and these people have already tried a bunch of fad diets or, or like different weight loss programs and they didn't see any results, how are you going to let them know that your program is different and inform them like why what they've tried in the past didn't work? Because they need to understand that what you're offering is going to be the actual solution to their problem and not just another money pit or time consuming pit that they don't want to they don't want to do that you know so explain to them like why you have the actual solution and why those other things that they bought into were not the solution and it can be really helpful to name them like flat out like really the more direct you can be the more you're really going to speak to that person and they're going to feel like oh hey like this person knows me Okay, so what information does your ideal client need to know to understand that they would be a great fit for your offer? So they really need to understand that like, oh, this was made for for me, you know, so that they can really be seen and, and not feel like, oh, maybe I'm not the right fit for this. So like, for instance, if you were offering a productivity tool for busy moms, um, how would they know that that this product is actually made for them and it's going to save them time and increase their efficiency. So really getting a little more direct and being like, like explaining how it's going to fit into their day to day and help them with like specific time management tasks. Okay. So lastly, like what misconceptions can you address and break through your marketing message? 
So for example, if you're offering a service that involves like virtual consultations, then maybe some of your clients might not really believe that it's as effective as if they were to meet with you in person. So you can really clarify how this works and how it will be just as good. And then also even bring in like the added benefits of this might even be more convenient for your client because there's no time spent driving or wasted gas money or anything like that. Okay, so, you know, take out a piece of paper, you can pause this podcast episode and really brainstorm these pieces that are holding them back and write out these, you know, you can get creative, write out a bunch of different ideas, but then in the end, really come down and like, okay, so how do different pieces that you brainstorm kind of relate? And can you kind of solidify those down into about six main bullet points and use this as your compass when it comes to planning out your top tier content? And then what you can do from there is like, you know, make it creative, like readdress these points in different ways so that it doesn't get old, but then you can rotate back through them. So I'm not saying to just like re-say the same thing every six episodes or whatever it is, but rather getting creative with how you're addressing that. And talk about these so that it's interesting to your clients and it's also knocking down those limiting beliefs. Okay, so once you come up with these like six content pillars, then you can kind of start outlining how you are going to put these pieces of content together. So one thing is like always keep an idea bank with you, like whether it's notes on your phone or like little writing pad. So you can come up with different ideas and then you can kind of help tie those back into those content pillars. Um, And then always start with the end in mind. So like what goal are you really wanting to achieve through this piece of content? Like what what is the action that you want your audience to take at the end? Is it um, some kind of a opt-in, like a lead magnet? So maybe it's a quiz or checklist or guide that they can grab at the end that's really going to help solidify all of this for them um, so that they can use that moving forward. And then it also puts them on your email list so then you know, we're progressing them towards your offer. Um, Also make sure that like you want to, you really want to outline the whole conversation with them. So when it comes to like a blog or podcast, like you want to give your introduction and maybe relate it back to a story because people like love stories and those will always be the highest performers. Explain how this has impacted you or you've seen it with another client and then, you know, tell them what that core message is going to be. What is it that you're really trying to tell them and really explain it to them like X, Y, and Z and say it pretty clearly. Then you're going to get into the sections. So breaking down, like you told them what the core message is. Now let's break it down into little mini sections and really explain those. And then at the end, like really tell them again so that they understand what they've just learned and then end it with that call to action. Now, one thing to know about this top of tier content is really like provide value and really get to you know, the core of their belief system, but also like addressing things that they do want to talk about and things they need help with and really giving like so much value because this content is where they're going to be, where the thought that is going to go through their mind, like if this person is providing this much value for free, I can't even imagine how much value they're going to give when it's a paid offer. Right. And this is something that I talk with my clients about all the time because I'm constantly getting asked, well, Like how much is too much? And obviously you don't want to give away like the whole program for free and you don't want to solve all of their pain points for free, but you do want to give them 
quite a lot to get them started. So like, don't feel, don't feel like you need to hold back on how much value you're providing. I honestly feel like it's pretty rare that people provide too much value. In fact, like I, I don't know if I've ever seen that. But what I constantly see is people providing, like under providing. And you know what? Like that gets really old for the consumer. And those are the people that I never buy from. The people who I always, you know, make those big investments in, even if in the beginning when I'm grabbing their free guide or whatever it is, I'm like, I'm not going to buy from this person. I don't need what they're selling me. But when they provide me all of that value, I'm like, oh, wow, like maybe I do need this person in my world. And those are always the ones that whether I buy from them right away or a year or two down the road, like usually I always end up buying. So that's really important to remember too, is like, don't just like make something to make something, make it with a lot of heart and soul and intention behind it. And really thinking to yourself, like, what can I provide my audience today? And then go forward and like make that piece of content. I really can't stress that enough. Okay, so now we're to the middle of the triangle. I'm not gonna dive as deep into the middle and the bottom because really like our main focus here is the top and it's just really going to bleed down to the others. But the middle of the triangle is our second most important pieces of content. And they're also going to be like kind of middle of the road. Like we're not... They're not as little as, what I mean by little is we're not creating as, we're creating a little bit more of this throughout the week than we are with that top tier content, but it's also not like twice a day, a daily kind of thing like the bottom tier is going to be. So this middle of the tier is going to look like pieces like newsletters, maybe even smaller blog posts. You could do an Instagram series, or it could be like portfolio work that you're showing off. Uh, these pieces of content are slightly more frequent, as I mentioned, um, and they're really designed to provide value to your audience without being like overvalued as that top tier. They're also helping you repurpose and extend the reach of your higher production content. So you can definitely take like what you said in your blog or in your podcast episode and put that back into a newsletter. And that's actually something that I very much recommend. Everyone should be having a newsletter that goes out once a week and is covering their blog topic or their podcast, YouTube, you know, all of it. So, and then it links back to it and it gives call to actions. Like that is one of the most important things you can do for your business is really staying active with your email um, newsletter and then using that blog to repurpose it. So this is really going to also help you just stay up to date with your audience and it's going to help share your latest promos because what you don't want to do is just send a large email blast like, hey, I have a new offer, new service. No, like you really want to continue to nurture them throughout time and using your blog to do this is a really great idea. Now at the bottom of your triangle, this is going to be the least important pieces of content. So this can be repurposed from top tier content. Um, you know, you'll sometimes see people taking the topic that they talked about in their podcast or their blog, and then they repurpose that throughout the week in like their social media posts, um, which can be great. But these can also really be pretty off topic. Um, they can include things like reels, lifestyle, co lifestyle content, behind the scenes or a day in the life of, and they're really more personality based and helping to build that, you know, like trust, trust connection. Sorry, I can't talk today. <laughs> um, and like I said, this content is going to be the most frequent content throughout the week. 
Um, so it's just, this is where you can get a little more fun with it and really let your personality shine through. And I recommend you really do have fun with this. And because one of the things that I see on, happening so much, especially like on social media, is people just over educating. And yes, like people do want to learn and they are there to like seek information from you as the expert, but they also really want to get to know you because people don't buy things, they buy people. Like that's really an important thing to remember. So if you want to be successful, then you really need to let your personality shine through. And this bottom tier content is a great place to let that happen. All right. So there you have it. So when it comes to content creation throughout your week, you're going to go ahead and you're going to prioritize that blog. You're going to really hone in on it and make sure that it is focusing on one of your six pillar pieces of content that are really there to help knock over the misconceptions or um, limiting beliefs that someone might have around really buying from you. And then you are going to take that top tier and help repurpose it into other content throughout the rest of your content triangle. So I hope this is really helpful. Please don't get overwhelmed with it. What I want you to do right now as your action step is to go and line out your six pillar pieces of content, okay? And then make six different blog posts that are in correlation with those. And there you have six weeks of content already made. You're good to go for the next month and a half. And then from there, you can also batch out some middle and bottom of the tier content, or you can do it as you go along your day, whatever is the best for you and your personality. But I'm telling you right now, go do the six, figure out your six content pieces, and then get those six blogs ready so that you can really commit to yourself and to this plan. And if you guys are feeling really strapped on time, I know that that is exactly how it works as an entrepreneur, but you're still wanting to scale your business. You want to make more impact. You want to make more income, but you need some more time and freedom back. Well, that's where like passive income is really so important. And that is why I have created a free guide just for you on how to get started creating your own profitable online coaching course. So go ahead and grab that from the link in the, sh in the show notes. I know it is going to be so impactful for you and your business. All right. Happy content creating, my friends. I hope you have a great week and we will see you next week here on The Profitable Practitioner.